Teen Time Presents Podcast On Demand. Log on to podcast.rthk.hk. Teen Time Podcast On Demand. This is the Teen Time Science Blog. I'm Neil Chase. Perhaps the best news last week was about a dragon. Not a Chinese dragon, but a spacecraft called Dragon. This was a rocket that was launched into space, delivered some vital supplies to the International Space Station, and then splashed back down to Earth with the space station's trash. Although it doesn't sound very groundbreaking, this was the first time a commercial rocket had accomplished this, and not one designed and built by the US government space agency, NASA. The SpaceX company in California is one of a select few that have been given permission to build rockets designed to service the International Space Station. Ever since NASA retired the space shuttle fleet, astronauts have been relying on Russian spacecraft to deliver supplies and the astronauts themselves into space. But with the successful mission of the first commercial space venture, it is hoped that deeper space exploration could soon be a reality too. Meanwhile, if other companies or countries make it to the moon, the NASA agency has issued a request that any astronauts don't mess with any of the equipment that is on the moon from 40 years ago. There have been no humans on the moon since 1972, but with the possibility of other manned missions in the decades ahead, NASA wants their equipment there to remain untouched. There were six manned landings on the moon in the 1960s and 70s, along with several unmanned ones too, and all those leave some junk behind, including a few golf balls from one Apollo mission and a couple of lunar rovers too. So if you are heading to the moon at any time, NASA requests that you please don't touch the stuff that is there already. Many animals in cold climates will hibernate over the cold winter. That is, go into a deep sleep with low body heat and no need to eat for a few months. Many bears do this, also some mice, squirrels and other mammals. But could humans do this too? This was put to the test earlier this year when a Swedish man was buried under a huge snowfall and was only discovered two months later. And amazingly, he was still alive. So is it possible that his body went into a type of trance or deep meditation, similar to animals when they hibernate? Normally, when we go to sleep, we use around 6% less oxygen than when awake. But some people have been studied who are in a deep state of meditation who can supposedly reduce their oxygen consumption by about 60%. So although this still doesn't answer the question as to whether humans can hibernate, it might be possible. Science. I've talked before on the science blog about the research that some companies are doing into developing a car that drives itself. There have already been some tests done and the results are quite promising. But last month, a new experiment was done on the roads in Spain using one truck with a driver in it and then another truck behind it without a driver followed by three cars behind that 
also without a driver. It was a successful test, and there were no accidents. The idea is that by taking humans out of the equation for driving in cars, computers would be able to drive those cars much more efficiently and with less potential for accidents. However, a system like this has to be tested absolutely to make sure that it could never cause an accident, and that possibility is still some years away. We rely on more and more automation and computerization in our lives, but how much of that could be used inside our own bodies? A lot of progress has been made over the years on ways for disabled people to use technology to lead a more normal life. But what about actually using integrated circuits inside the body too? Well, a researcher in Europe has developed a new type of integrated circuit. That instead of using silicon-based printed circuits, instead uses organic biological ones. It is still only a very basic circuit, but the concept of using ions and molecules instead of electrons and silicon could revolutionise the world of medicine in our bodies and lead to a whole new type of computing. And that is a truly exciting prospect for the future. And that's it for the Teen Time Science Blog for this week. I'm Neil Chase, and I'll be back again next week with more from the science world.